I don't know if you know, but this, this film was supposed to be my big break. This turned out to be a big disaster. Welcome back to Bare Bones. It's Thanksgiving week, the week in which we show what we are most thankful for. So let me touch on it twice this week. No pun wished. Anaconda, 1997, starring John Voight, Eric Stoltz, the guy who was good enough to play one of the ugliest characters in movies in Rocky Dennis, but not good enough to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Jonathan Hyde. From Titanic fame of the same year. Carrie Wurr from 90210. Danny Trejo, who got his voice overdubbed for some strange reason. Ice Cube. Owen Wilson. A broken nose won't stop him from turning to the dark side. Vincent Castellanos as Mateo. The greasy, slimy, good-for-nothing creep running the boat for everybody. And Frank Welker as Anaconda voice. Did I leave out anybody? Oh yeah, the reason we're doing this on the week of Thanksgiving, the person I am most thankful for on this planet, besides my wife, J-Lo, as Terry Flores. Say what you will about this movie, it cost $45 million to make, but made $136 million. Director Luis Loza didn't make another movie for eight years after this, but... Boy, he made something people will never forget, didn't he? It might have been rated PG-13, but... Yeah, that's just because they overdubbed a lot of cursing. But where else would you see a 40-foot snake? Although there is no such thing because the biggest snake ever recorded was 17.1 feet. But yeah, I don't think that would play the same on film. Although J-Lo is the top-billed actor in this movie, I will say, I think it should be John Voight. He does the best Tommy Wiseau impression from The Room. You know, The Room, one of the worst movies ever made. But I guess being a blue-eyed guy from Paraguay, you know, he did the best he could. Let's start off by saying, how weird is it that there's a song that says, My Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. And the movie named Anaconda has the buns. The most famous ass in the history of existence. One that many would call perfection in every way shape and form and when it could look as good as it still does today 24 years later that pretty much validates all of our opinions back then i mean even alice cooper sings about this chick she can shake it just like j-lo
I mean, honestly, if she's not on your mind every hour on the hour, I think you need to reevaluate your life instead of judging me. Even Owen Wilson couldn't get away. He reunites with her this coming Valentine's Day. In the movie Marry Me, they get together and he gets to make out with her. Can you imagine that? One day you're attempting suicide, the next day you're making out with J-Lo? How does that happen in life? Talk about coming full circle. First you wish you died, then you died and went to heaven. Yeah, I went there. I'm just jealous. So, like I said, Danny Trejo gets uh, his voice overdubbed as we start this movie off. He gets a visit from the Anaconda, climbs to the mass of the ship, only to blow his brains out. There's a newspaper clipping we see later on that that slimy Mateo, John Voigt, and Trejo's picture is there. So, I guess that Anaconda was looking for revenge from those guys? I guess that's what we're going to gather from this all, and uh, everyone else is just caught up in this? Then, right away, thank God, we get to the introduction of the sexiest girl who ever existed. Sorry, Marilyn, it's not you. We get a nice shot of her smooth, silky legs until she gets up and you see what an absolutely perfect ass looks like through her nightie. After you're done rewinding that about five or six times, we could continue to the conversation that sets up the plot of this movie. A film crew is going to meet a tribe. That's all. Ice Cube, yeah, well, today's a good day. (laughs) Oh my god. Did he really just say that? Do you think J-Lo would have still hooked up with Eric Stoltz's character if he looked like Rocky Dennis or was as boring as he was as Marty McFly? I know another guy who's horny. It's Owen Wilson. I wonder if his dick is as crooked as his nose. I know that's not as profound as wondering what Jason's dick smells like, but still. John Voight hops on board. He jumps into Owen Wilson, but when we get to the scene of him crashing down on the floor, Owen Wilson is on top of him. Yeah, we're already starting with weird problems. Luckily, it's raining out and J-Lo is dripping wet. Sometimes I imagine that this is what she might look like in the shower. If she, you know, showered with her clothes on. Then we get a beautiful shot of J-Lo's nipples while she's admiring the mating habits of fireflies. We go from that beautiful image to the disturbing one of John Voight's mouth. This strange upside-down smile, smirk. Even when he's sleeping, he he has the face on that he's smelling shit. That weird upside-down smile. I, I, I don't... Does he do this in every movie? Eric Stoltz gets a wasp caught in his throat... Uh, how does he not notice that thing is in his breathing apparatus as soon as he jumps in the water? How does he cut all that rope and then it gets clogged in there? What's going on here? Uh, Later on, we find out that John Voight put it in there. I mean, holy crap. How did he know? Uh, uh, Okay. Voight then gives Eric Stoltz a tracheotomy and shoves like a straw in his throat. And no one barely has any reaction to this. They're like, oh, okay. So he's good then, right? Good. He just got his throat cut and a straw lodged in his throat. What? How could this be good? Because he's alive, that's it? So basically, now they are shit out of luck with Dr. Kale out of commission because he is the only one with a clue in this group. Now they're at Voight's mercy. He blows up that dam or whatever it was, knocks all their fuel tanks into the water. Why they didn't even attempt to go get them back, I have no idea. Then we get to Mateo's death. One step up from PlayStation 2 games. Yeah, that's what that CGI looked like. Now, supposedly it was $100,000 per second 
for the CGI in this movie. I do not believe that at all. What about that would cost $100,000 a second? Owen Wilson is damn near useless in this movie until he joins the Dark Snake side. I mean, there's a character arc, I guess. And the dude from Titanic has one where he becomes like a hero and tries to save J-Lo. So there's a couple character arcs here. And then you have Ice Cube who just says stuff. You know, like, damn, snakes are that big? And let's see if they have any fuel. And I don't trust this guy. And today was a good day. Disturbing scene, Voight shoots a monkey out of a tree. I mean, oh my god. No one complains about that? You guys care about dogs dying, but not a, a cute little monkey in a tree? That's shot and used for bait for an anaconda? That doesn't bother you? A dog does? Only? This should be the number one talked about animal that got killed in a movie. So Voight goes to catch an anaconda till it goes after J-Lo and chases her into the bedroom. I mean, whose anaconda wouldn't do that to her? And we immediately say goodbye to Owen Wilson. So he has this whole character arc of turning on everybody, joining John Voight's idea to hunt for the snake instead of bringing Dr. Kale immediately to a doctor to help him with the poisonous wasp that was in his throat. And the tracheotomy done with a, 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 a razor knife and alcohol poured on it. But I will give the movie this, though. I really appreciate that none of these characters are, like, really dumb. And they don't show that they're all scared of being outdoors and the jungle and everything. Like, literally, Owen Wilson's character and the slutty chick go to bang out in the, in the, in the jungle. Like, I would never pull my pants down in that jungle. I'm sorry. I know we talked about that thing that swims upstream and into your penis. Everybody's heard that. Don't pee in, in the Amazon rivers or whatever because this thing will swim upstream and get to you. You know, that has only happened one time in recorded history. That's not really a thing. Someone heard it and acts like it happens to, like, everybody. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. But I wouldn't pull my pants down in the forest like this guy did, in the rainforest. And it makes you wonder, couldn't they go to their bed and do this? But then you look at this boat, and, you know, they keep on showing J-Lo and Eric Stoltz's bedroom, because he's, you know, there for two-thirds of the movie, so what else are they going to do? But does that thing look like there's enough room for all the people in this movie? Where do they sleep? Where do they do anything? Everyone just seems to be on the deck of this boat. Is this thing big enough for everybody? But back to my point... Them not being afraid of being in the jungle and all that stuff, it adds a different layer to when the real scares kick in. So you gotta love that. And the lack, I mean, the only character you could maybe say is dumb is Ice Cube, because he doesn't have any, nothing of intellect comes out of his mouth. He's just like the everyday guy, like he's, he's there to be the every guy in the movie or something, you know, just the fun, cool guy having a good time, just like, damn, man the fuck and that's it that's who he is and the other great dynamic of the movie is the tug of war whether or not to believe Voight or not you know he saves the doctor with the tracheotomy he shoots the wild boar that's attacking that the couple in the jungle so you kind of think well you know maybe he is a good guy i don't know so j-lo's not that stupid for just going along with this stuff 
And then you get another great line out of Ice Cube when he says, now we have food, and Ice Cube says, food. <laughs> I mean, God, when that guy was handed his script, he must have been like, yeah, sure. What do I say, like 23 words and I get paid how much? Then we get the amazing shot of the snake swimming by, and you see Owen Wilson's body in the, uh, like, the shape of him in this thing's stomach. Amazing. And that is, that is instant karma for Owen Wilson. He turns on everybody, and, and look, instant karma. So, Owen Wilson is dead, and I will say, another bizarre coincidence with this show and life, J-Lo's promoting her new movie, Marry Me. She just started promoting it last week. And she did an interview with Owen Wilson, and all horror fans are going to appreciate this, because this never happens. Everyone's too cool or too successful to ever do something like this. In an interview, J-Lo actually brought up Anaconda last week, because they were just talking about how much fun they had on this movie. And then she says, we did Anaconda together. And then he makes a joke about their chemistry in the movie, which there was none because they had nothing to do with each other, but, you know, that was him making a joke and about uh, how it pertains to the movie they're doing now. Like, think about all these big stars who are in horrible horror movies who will not mention it. They just want no mention of it at all. And yet, how cool is she? This chick is worth $400 million, makes $40 million a year, and she brought up Anaconda like... Yep, I did that too. I'm, I'm not ashamed of anything. That is the coolest chick ever. Check out this clip. We did Anaconda we did, back in the day. That's right, right. That was the only other time. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. Anaconda, and we had to prove that the chemistry we had in that wasn't just a <laughs> fluke. And I think we've done it, but you be the judge. I mean, she is just too cool. And speaking of the Anaconda itself, this thing ate a fucking panther. It ate a panther. What, uh, you know, when it spit up the monkey, you figure, well, maybe it's full from the panther. But then you're like, well, why is it still going? What is it, what, it wants to eat these people? Can it just digest that thing and kind of live off that for like a month? How could it keep eating? Was it, is this already a different one? Because I know there's a different one at the end. After J-Lo blows the one's head off, I know a new anaconda shows up at the end of the movie, but aren't we supposed to believe this is the same one as the whole beginning? I don't know. I'm confused at the whole thing. This anaconda spits the monkey at the dude from Titanic, goes after him. You get this wild shot of this thing in a tree, catching him when he's falling off. You know, it's funny. The anaconda looked great when it was the practical effect of the close-ups or when it was, you know, um, not twisting and twirling at a million miles a second. You know, all that just, it always was doing all these weird twirls and everything. It just didn't look real. And it's just too perfect. And how weird that that dude was in Titanic that came out in 97. His arguably biggest movie he'll ever be in. And J-Lo's breakout movie, Selena, came out in 97. J-Lo attempts to trick Voight so she makes out with him. So that Ice Cube can hit him with something and capture him and he sees Ice Cube and someone else hits him over the head with a golf club. But not before he sneaks one last good kiss in. <laughs> like, can you imagine? He's getting tricked by J-Lo, doesn't really even care ultimately. He's just like, well, damn, that's pretty good. And he goes to hook up with her one more time. I mean, you honestly can't blame the guy. 
I mean, damn, I'd fall for that every time. Even if she did it five or six times, I'd, I'd fall for it each time. I'd be like, all right, J-Lo, but you're not going to have anybody hit me over the head this time when we're doing this, right? Oh, no, Bobby. This one's for real. Okay, come here. No. Yep. I'm stupid like that. So now we're in the third act. You know, I gotta say, I am kind of upset with J-Lo's makeup and clothes. Uh, who thought it was a good idea to put her in, like, baggy cargo pants? Really? That's what you thought she would look best in? And where did her eyebrows go? Who the hell did the makeup on her? And who put her in that, like, tan peach top? That tank top? Didn't you see that it was clashing with her skin tone? She's not white. Can't you tell that she would look better in something darker? Or a lot lighter? Having something that clashes with her own skin does not look good. Did they try to ugly her up so she would look like a normal person and it wouldn't be weird to have her on this boat? I guess. They totally uglied her up for this movie. I guess she could take that as a compliment. She's still super hot, but yeah. Yeah, they messed up her look. Owen Wilson's chick goes to get revenge as she approaches a tied-up Voight. She goes to stab him. He somehow jumps up while his arms are tied behind his back to a pole. He jumps up uh, five feet, wraps his legs around her neck, and chokes her out with his legs while everyone's preoccupied doing something else. He escapes, and this is all while the dude from Titanic is getting killed by the anaconda. It then attacks Ice Cube till J-Lo blows the snake's face off. Then Voight seems to have the upper hand until Dr. Kale finally gets out of bed and stabs him in the back with a tranquilizer dart. But that doesn't last long as they go to some weird facility and try to find fuel, and uh, they find it, but then they find the butt of Voight's gun. John Voight is back, and he has them tied up now. He throws a bucket of monkey blood on J-Lo and Ice Cube, and uh, most of it went on J-Lo. I guess Ice Cube wasn't as willing to commit as an actor as J-Lo was. So a fresh new anaconda goes to eat J-Lo and Ice Cube. It crushes Voight, stares at J-Lo, and then consumes Voight. They can't even take their eyes off this horrific scene. The anaconda then regurgitates John Voight, who looks like the dude from Robocop when he had the acid poured all over him and he was hit by the car and he like exploded onto the dude's windshield. He looks like that guy. And in the creepiest moment in movie history, still flirts with J-Lo by winking at her. Dude, I don't think you have a chance at this point. I don't think you ever did, honestly. She only came on to you before so the other guy could hit you over the head with a club. Ice Cube sets the snake on fire. J-Lo falls 30 feet from a smokestack. Pure craziness. A flaming snake pursues her even after. It seems like this is all over. It busts up through the dock. Ice Cube then throws down an axe into the anaconda's skull in which he steals a line from Freddy and just goes, bitch. And at the end of the movie, they find this tribe they were looking for and now they can shoot their documentary even though half of the crew has been eaten by snakes. Definitely not enough ass shots of J-Lo. Although that opening one was something you could just never forget. And hey, all the white people died. Think about that. That's another thing about this movie that's unique and something to kind of admire. You cast all white people, a black guy and a Puerto Rican, and the only ones to live is the black guy and the Puerto Rican chick. 
Well, except for Dr. Kale. He's the one white guy who lived. Well, not all white people. There was Danny Trejo and Mateo, but the odds are still in the favor of a better difference, so... I mean, that's... that's great. Totally against the grain. Is this movie so bad it's good, or is it so bad it's not good, but it's not so bad? What is this movie? Who really knows? All I know is it kickstarted a whole creature feature thing again. After this, there was a slew of imitators. There's three sequels to this. Even a, a mashup movie. But yeah, this is a... Uh, this movie's definitely different. I give this movie three and a half J-Lo ass cheeks out of five. If we saw more of hers, that might have been a four. We might have got four full ass cheeks. This Thursday, tune in for The Cell. You might get filled up from that Thanksgiving dinner, but there's always room for J-Lo.